In today's show, we're looking ahead to Friday's action in the NBA, including some streaming options. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. We're looking ahead to the nine games on Friday. We're also going to check out some streaming options for those games and for the Friday-Saturday back-to-back. So let's crack in. And, uh, and have a look right now. First game, Suns, Pacers, big one here. Potentially a big one. Anyway, because um, Chris Paul may not play. He had to have some weird stuff with COVID testing and missing practice, and he's currently listed questionable. If he is out, then we're firing up campaign. Now, we've been expecting Paul to miss time over the last two years, and he just never misses apparently anymore. The healthiest bloke in the world. But Payne is a guy that will step up into the starting point guard job. He might shoot two of 12, but he might probably get seven assists or get three threes or have 16 points. And he becomes a must-roster player if Paul does, in fact, enter the health and safety protocols. He's at least going to be an interesting stream guy. Cam Johnson, we don't know if he's going to play, but he looked pretty bloody good, didn't he? He missed the game against the Raptors with a sore ankle. There's a chance he returns on Friday. He'll come off the bench. But last game, he played 32 minutes while Crowder played 27 in the starting role. And if Johnson's playing 30-plus, he is a 12-team league guy. There's no guarantee of that. We just want to see how they distribute those minutes and whether Johnson plays. And of course, if Johnson is out, Crowder will get the boost in minutes. And he was really good last game. I don't expect that to continue every game, but I do want to see how it plays out. Well, for this, uh, the Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon practiced today. This this sore Achilles, they just won't rest it, will they? Well, they do, and they don't rest it long enough. So maybe he plays. Maybe Brogdon's in. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know whether Brogdon is going to play. I don't know how the minutes are going to look. I don't know what they're going to do, but I want to watch A, if he plays, B, if he gets through the game, and C, if he doesn't play, who replaces him? Do they start Lance Stevenson? Almost definitely not. Do they start Kiefer Sykes? Do they start Levert at point guard and push Duarte into the two? Or Dwayne Washington into the two? That's the question there. And then Stevenson. So Lance's game without Duarte last time out, 21 minutes. So if Duarte returns and Brogdon plays, what is Lance's role? Is it still 20 minutes? Is it 12 minutes? Does he push to more? If a 20-minute-a-night role for Lance is not 12-team worthy, 28 is, and I just find it hard to see how he gets there. The Raptors and the Pistons. The Raptors, we don't know the status, or we don't know whether they're going to play. We know that Gary Trent and Scotland Barnes are both questionable. And with those guys out last time, we saw the wiki Chris Boucher play 37 minutes. The game before without Trent, he played 28. The game before when they were healthy, he played 20, and then 15 and 19 and 21. So his minutes are really highly dependent on the absences of those other players. He's played well in those minutes, no doubt. But is a 20-minute-a-night Chris Boucher enough? We have him for now, and we hold on. Well, Fred VanVleet's dominating. Like, top 10 sort of numbers, is that going to continue? It's not like he's doing it on absolutely through-the-roof shooting numbers. He's just really good, and he's playing a ton of minutes. So I just want to watch him, because I think he's really playing at a high level. While for the Pistons, of course, they won't be getting the services of Bol Bol here, because the trade was cancelled due to a failed physical. So, 
Does that mean that they go back to more Trey Lyles? I doubt it. Lyles played 15 minutes last game, while Isaiah Stewart finally got the minutes back up. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. But I'm interested to see what Dwayne Casey or whoever's coaching Rex Kalamian uh, does with the Lyles minutes, who'd played 24 minutes at least for five consecutive games before last game. And then Hamadou Diallo. Have a time. Who's seen his minutes drop consistently. From a guy that played like 50 minutes a couple of weeks ago, he's gone 32, 24, 25, 29, 24, 18. Yeah, 24 minutes and below is not enough for Diallo to be a 12 or 14 team league player. And then when Olenek returns, and then when Grant returns, it's not going to get easier. And then, of course, when Frank Jackson returns or Corey Joseph returns. So I don't think Diallo is a 12 team league player. He can still be a contributor in steals, but I'm more interested in what his role is, especially if Jackson or Joseph return for this game, which we don't know yet. They're both um, questionable, I would say. The Magic and the Hornets. Cole Anthony, the shooting numbers for Cole have been down. Very reminiscent of rookie year Cole Anthony, which is a concern. The minutes are fine. The usage is fine. I think that's going to remain fine. But the shooting is what we really want to pay some attention to. And then with Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba um, up in the air, they missed last game. We saw them start Truma Akiki. He started the last two, in fact, Truma. And the minutes have been up. In a 30-minute-a-night role, which is basically what he's at, he's a 12-team league streamer, especially if you're looking for defensive stats. But if Carter and Bamba both play, then Akiki goes back to playing 21-22 minutes and not being relevant, really, for most fantasy leagues. For the Hornets, there's no um, Kelly Oubre still. So Cody Martin seems to be the guy getting that boost rather than, say, an Ish Smith, who's not even playing, or a Jalen McDaniels. So Martin becomes an interesting stream guy. I don't think he pushes very much past that, but if for steals, there's an option there. Well, PJ Washington Jr., he's like, solid. He just cannot push into great or even good. The minutes continue to hover in the mid to high 20s, sometimes low 20s. Last game was a foul trouble issue. And they're just consistently being capped in what he does. It's either by poor minutes or foul trouble or an injury or terrible shooting. That's just been the PJ Washington story all season. So I want to watch a little bit more of him to see if we can get maybe any level of consistency. That would be great if we could do that. But what is also great is BetOnline. BetOnline is wishing you a happy betting year. Happy new betting year, in fact, as 2022 ticks over. It is the number one spot for all your sports wagering action in 2022. So why don't you head to that new updated desktop site? It's fresh, just like you are for the new 2022 year. Or use your mobile site and sign up using the code LOCKDOWN and get a 50% welcome match deposit bonus. From basketball to football, the UFC, NHL, boxing, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Some may say wager, in fact. BetOnline is where the game starts. We'll start by looking at the next game. It is the Celtics and the Sixers. I want to see what happens with Al Horford. Last game, uh, the Rock DJ Robbie Williams had some issues with a smack in the head, and his minutes were down, so Horford's pushed up a little bit. But is Al Horford now a 24-minute-a-night player? Because prior to last game, he'd played 20 and 21 in the last two games, and then with Williams in the locker room for a bit, he went to 28. So is it 21 minutes for Horford? Because if that's so, he's a drop. Or is he going to push back and play that 28? And then Josh Richardson's getting a lot of minutes, 30 minutes or close enough in the last three games. We don't know whether Marcus Smart will play. He's officially questionable. But is it Richardson or Schroeder that takes the hit if Smart returns? I say Schroeder. 
Is Richardson a 12-team league guy? Not really. He's more of a deeper league player. While for the Sixers, Tyrese Maxey returned last game and was pretty poor. The efficiency was off. And of course, he hasn't been that same guy that he was when Embiid was out earlier in the season. But he still remains, I think, a 12-team league player. We've just seen a big drop-off in his production. Shake Milton also questionable. While Matisse Thibel is starting, but he's gone 33, 26, 16 minutes the last three games. 16 minutes doesn't cut it. He's fine as a defensive streamer, but he really is just a specialist. And in points leagues, I don't think you want anything to do with him in 12 or probably even 14-team league formats. For the Warriors and the Bulls, on paper, it's the best team in the West. It's the best team in the East, but I'm not sure that's going to be the case because Draymond Green's not going to play for the Warriors. Uh, Clay Thompson isn't going to play for the Warriors. Do they sit Otto Porter and Andre Iguodala as well? Does Steph play? Who knows? Who knows what the Warriors are chucking out there in this one? But what I do think is that with Clay Thompson out, you're going to get an opportunity to see either more of Jordan Poole or more of the Dr. Gary Payton or a little bit more of both. Do they both become stream options? Yeah, they do. I don't think either of them are must-roster 12-team league guys as we move forward. But for this game, with Clay out, yeah, they both get that little bit of a bump. Well, for the Bulls, I am watching DeMar DeRozan because, again, his form is off. His shooting numbers are well down. He's outside the top 100 over the last couple of weeks, and he needs to get better than that. I think he will get better than that, but... It's been a little bit of time now that I'd like to see that improvement start to come in. And then with Derek Jones Jr. out for the foreseeable future, about six weeks with that knee bone bruise and you know, knee injury, I'm always going to chuck a couple of extra weeks on at the end of that. Um, Troy Brown Jr., big stuff from him over the last couple of games. But do they rely upon him for more minutes? Do they just push more into Dosumnu? Do they give more to Bradley or McKinney? There's a lot of ways that they can chuck subpar players into minutes there on that bench. So watching to see Troy Brown, who I think has the best fantasy upside out of him to Sumnu, Bradley, and McKinney, what they do with his playing time will be pretty interesting for me to be able to watch. On to the Hawks. Of course, there is no DeAndre Hunter. Maybe they... Sorry, not DeAndre Hunter. No Cam Reddish. Maybe they have Kevin Knox. But who cares? Because he won't be playing. I want to see DeAndre Hunter. I want to see what his minutes push up to and how he looks. He's still not a guy that I, can't, I can get a really solid handle on. I know that he was bad to start this season. I know that he was good to start last season. I know that he was bad to end last season. Like, who is he? I don't really know where he fits. But now the opportunity for bigger minutes arises for him, for Bogdanovich, and for Herter, who's actually questionable in this game. So if Kevin Herter is out, that really boosts the value of Hunter, but also, unfortunately, boosts the value of Timotei Lawawu Cabro. Clint Capella is also out, so Onyeka Okongwu gets another chance to start. Okongwu was bad last game. He was good the game before, but he was bad last game. I think he still is a 12-team league hold while Capella is out. And when, when Capella comes back, he's going to be a drop. You know, we've said that a lot. I don't think there's any way that they're going to go 24-24. Although there was that one game where they went 26-22, which opened my eyes. But I just don't think Okongwu is going to be a long-term 12-team league player. Well, for the Heat, game two of seeing the deadman yurt 7 combination. Omer got the minutes in the first game. I expect him to do that again in this one. And he remains a 12-team hold. While the Winter Soldier, Max Struess, He's been starting over Duncan Robinson, but the minutes have gone 31, 21, 15. Really, really down. I don't know if Jimmy Butler's going to play, but with Gabe Vincent back, with Caleb Martin around, with Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, it's hard for me to look at um, Struess and go, yeah, look, he's a, a great 12-team league player. The numbers just aren't going to back that up, and he might have an occasional pop-off game, but there's just too many players there to impact him. The Cavs and the Spurs. Lamar Stevens was excellent. He's had a couple of really big games lately. We don't know whether Rajon Rondo is going to play. He's currently questionable. But Stevens played um, 30 minutes last game. And he's played 30 in two of the last three games. 
Is he a streamer? Probably more for 14-team formats. Well, Kevin Love, we've seen the minutes drop. He was playing high 20s and now 14, 21, and 21 the last three games. That is something we need to watch. And it was something that I thought may happen once we got the return of players like Osman and yeah, uh, Markin and Allen, uh, sorry, uh, Garland, those sort of guys coming back, that it might just impact Love's minutes, and it has. But I don't think he's a drop. I just want to see the playing time. Well, for the Spurs, those COVID players are second game back. Colton Johnson, Devin Vassell, Derek White might return. Doug McDermott might return. How do they use the minutes there? What does Devin Vassell's role look like? How does that contrast to Lonnie Walker's role? Walker still started last game, but was down to 25 minutes while Vassell played 22 and Johnson played 24 off the bench. Do Johnson and Vassell see their minutes push up? Does Vassell start if White is out? Do they go with Walker again? Yeah, how all that works is interesting to me. For the Houston Rockets, they're taking on the Sacramento Kings. So it's time for me to watch the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. It's likely that he returns. He's probable to return in this game. What minutes do they give him? Do they cross him with Wood at all? Do they limit Wood? I just want to see what Shingun looks like and how the playing time looks. And then Jalen Green, the minutes for him are all right, but they're not great. He hasn't gone over 30 minutes in the last four games. The shooting has regressed back down. He continues to struggle in rebounds, assists, and steals and blocks. And it's a little bit worrying about where his fantasy value lies. So I want to see how he looks in this game. Well, for the Kings, last game it was great. Chemezi Metu, really good numbers. At this point, Rashawn Holmes and Marvin Bagley are both questionable. If Bagley's out, then Metu's going to start. He's going to be a great option. If Holmes is out, maybe they start Metu as well. Really like what Metu is doing. Um, but again, still only 23 and 22 minutes the last two games. It's frustrating that they won't just play more, and I think they should. But watching his role is interesting. While Buddy Heald has been one of the most frustrating players, I'm sure for Kings fans, but also in the NBA for fantasy, he's up and down like an absolute yo-yo all over the shop. Is he worth holding? Yeah, in most cases, probably yes, but... Maybe not. Like, I want to see if he can get some consistency going. The Mavericks and the Grizzlies is a game that we need to pay attention to. That's the last game of the day. Is Porzingis going to be back? Look, he's been out for a long time with COVID, and he's ruled out again for Friday. So, no, he's not going to be back. So, Muxy Kleber gets another start. Um, Finney Smith has been trending down. And I think Dorian Finney Smith is fine in 12-10 leagues, but he's no way he's a must-roster player. He's a droppable guy if you want to. Can he change things around? And then Dwight Powell, starting at center. He's been up and down like 27 minutes or 17 minutes. It's all over the shop. He can be a stream option, but it's really going to be more for deeper leagues. Well, for the Grizzlies, it is a back-to-back for Memphis. We don't expect Dylan Brooks to play. We might get Steven Adams playing. Do What does the Zaire Williams, DeAnthony Melton minutes look like? What does Kyle Anderson's role look like if Steven Adams is in fact back? How does that impact Brandon Clark? They're all the questions I think we want to get answered there. But one of the other questions we want to answer is what is the best tasting protein bar ever? Well, the answer to that's Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you are looking to start 2022 off with a bang, why don't you get Built Bars and replace those sugary treats in your house? You want to get a snack of something. You don't want to be laden full of fat or sugar or high in calories. Why don't you get a high protein snack? One that's delicious, but low in fat and low in carbs and low in sugar and low in calories. That's what Built Bar is. The flavors are great. Cookies and cream and coconut and mint brownie and orange and raspberry, plus all the special edition blokes that they chuck out there. There is great flavors at Built Bar and it's just going to taste fantastic and while being healthy for you. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get yourself 15% off your boxes of Built Bar. Built Bar is built different. Let's look at some back-to-back stream options. 
for Friday and Saturday. A lot of teams with that back-to-back combination. Um, I'm looking at guys like the Discman, C.D. Asman, P.J. Tucker, Josh Richardson, DeAndre Hunter, Anyeka Okongwu in Atlanta, The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman. Now, remember, if Dedman plays 18 minutes and use one ad to get two games at him, that's 36 minutes. That is worth it. Dwight Powell, Lonnie Walker, Danilo Gallinari, these all can be options to stream in for the Friday, Saturday back-to-back. For just Friday, we're looking at Gary Payton, Cody Martin, Eric Gordon, Osman, Looney, McGee, Campaign, especially if Paul is out, PJ Tucker, Saban Lee, and Killian Hayes, especially if Corey Joseph is out. And then for deeper formats, all of those names, plus Chemezi Metu, Jalen McDaniels, Dwight Powell, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Nemanja Bielitsa, Danny Green, Josh Grich- not, not Josh Richardson, Josh Christopher, KJ Martin, Tony Bradley, and Davion Mitchell. And for points leagues, we're looking at Brandon Clark, Alperen Sengun, Terrence Ross, Kavon Looney, DeAnthony Melton, Gary Payton, Eric Gordon, Cody Martin, Gary Harris, and Hamadou Diallo. Guys, that does it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app here on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.